back to another episode of Reasons to Be Happy, where the mission is to inspire joy, focus on the light, and get good at feeling good. So something that's been on my mind lately has been inspiring me to record a podcast episode on. Today I want to talk about this concept of the quote-unquote dream life, this idealized view of what our life should look like. And then the subsequent pursuit of said dream life. And that can be in the form of attaining the dream partner, the dream job, etc. And although I'm a really big advocate of dreaming big and going after what we want in life, I also feel at the same time that this dream life is actually a big myth. I think that this myth is sold to us at a young age, maybe unconsciously, but I think that we're led to believe that One, it exists, it's out there, and two, once we get this dream life, everything is going to be amazing, it's going to solve all of our problems, fulfill everything we've ever wanted out of life. And something that I've been thinking about too is, where did this whole dream job, dream house, dream fill in the blank, whatever, where did it come from? Like anecdotally speaking, I don't think that our parents and our grandparents we're quite as obsessed with this notion of a dream life as younger generations, myself included. So maybe this myth came from a variety of places. Maybe our education system saying to us that if we get the good grades and the internship, then we'll get the dream job. Or maybe from pop culture and TV and magazines that this is what the dream relationship really looks like. Maybe it's social media and this constant stream of images that were fed and then this comparison game that it perpetuates. So maybe let's talk about this with the framework of the dream job idea. We're led to think that there's a job out there that's going to check all the boxes. Like we've all heard that really popular quote, do what you're passionate about and you'll never work a day in your life, right? I just don't think that's true. (laughs) I don't think that there is this dream job where we're going to feel a hundred percent satisfied in every aspect. Like we were given these roadmaps for how high school and college would go and then after graduation reality hits really hard. The dream job for some of us, most of us, didn't just fall into our laps. The problem is there isn't a manual for life unfortunately. We don't get exactly what we want, even if we do everything we're supposed to do, which is such a hard truth to accept. And especially if we're thinking this whole time that we've followed the steps to a T, we've done everything we can, we've put in the effort, and it still did not yield the results that we wanted. We might have a ton of motivation and drive, but what I think is maybe we're lacking the approach or the direction. So what's the solution for this? Well, of course, every person and situation is different and it's not a one-size-fits-everyone answer. But I do think that maybe we need to move away from this glamorized version of what life should be, how it should look. This can be really disappointing. (laughs) But I think if we have this really rosy, glossy view of life, then either we're constantly stressed because we believe it's out there and attainable, but we just, for whatever reason, can't get it, Or if we do feel like we have our quote-unquote dream job, partner, whatever it is, and then it lets us down, like for example, we discover our boss is unsupportive 
or has unfair biases towards other employees or whatever it is, whatever that you later discover, it makes us feel then like our dream job is not so dreamy after all. And that's a huge letdown. And I'm not saying this to burst anyone's bubble or to condemn the idea of having hopes and dreams. I'm all about that. I really am. And and visualizing what we want out of life and doing everything we can to seize that. And there's, of course, nuance here. So bear with me. I'm just kind of beginning to feel like a new approach might be better for me. And so what I'm realizing is that I want to seek feelings as opposed to concrete representations of what I believe life should look like and what will contribute to this idea of a dream life, if that makes sense. So it's kind of adjacent to the idea of manifestation, which I do subscribe to, but not in the sense of manifesting tangible things like a Tesla or a mansion or a six foot two husband who treats us like gold. Sure, all those things would be wonderful. But I don't think that's really what I define manifestation to be. I'm manifesting feelings. Like for example, I want to feel safe and happy around my partner. I want to feel appreciated and respected in my work environment. I want to feel relaxed and peaceful and organized in my home. So when I am putting the focus on feelings, I feel more in control and empowered in how I go about manifesting really what I want in life. I'll know what is aligning and then I'll also know when things don't align. For instance, I could be so set on a specific role or working at a very glamorous company and work tirelessly to attain it and manifest it to my reality. But then once I get there and a few months in, I realize that this job is awful and it's entirely not what I had envisioned it to be. Even though in hindsight, I saw red flags during the interview process maybe, or the hiring manager had explained aspects of the job that I didn't really like or know how to do. But I overlooked those things because I was absolutely positive that this is what I wanted. I'm just, this is just a very hypothetical scenario, but I'm saying it to kind of give you an idea of what I'm talking about here, where you're manifesting something so tangible and so specific that it's not really in alignment with what you want. So my point is when we've pictured these really dreamy, romanticized views of life, it can possibly be detrimental to what our reality is and to the emotions and energies that come up. So what's kind of the fix to this? Number one, I think it's really about following your intuition as you're manifesting and checking in with yourself often. And two, a big part of this episode is really going to be on accepting, accepting what is, and perhaps even wrapping your head around this idea of what is good enough. And I know that might have a negative connotation, like good enough means we're settling. But I don't really think that's it. I think it's looking at what is working in life and then continuing to reinforce and build on that. Still talking about the framework of all of this in the context of a job. The good enough job is a job, in my opinion, that allows you to have a life outside of your contracted hours. It's a job that gives you 
financial security but isn't putting excessive demands on you. It's a job in which your identity isn't entirely caught up in it and it's it's not like everything you eat, breathe, and sleep. And maybe you're thinking, well, this suitable enough job, let's say, doesn't really light me up. And I understand that. And maybe that's something to reflect on. But maybe other people need permission, whether it's from themselves or someone else, to say, okay, this good enough situation, whatever that is, is actually decent and comfortable. For right now, it matches my current life stage or the direction that I want to go in. You can ask yourself, do I lean into this job I'm currently in or is it worth expending energy on looking for something else? Am I better off long term to pursue a different route? And sometimes we have that answer deep in our gut and it's an important question to ask if you're at a point in your life where you are fantasizing about this dream scenario and truly dissatisfied with your reality. Something to consider is maybe you could get further ahead by sticking with what you have. And I think this goes without saying, but to be completely clear, I'm not saying stay in a toxic, dangerous relationship or stay in a job that demands unreasonable amounts of you or completely takes advantage of you or that you really despise going to every day. That's an extreme. But I'm talking about the job that gives you the ability to lead a fulfilling life outside of your work and won't result in massive burnout. So all of this certainly requires a lot of inner reflection, which might be kind of frustrating. Sadly, there isn't a step-by-step guide on getting exactly what you want in life. However, I encourage you to reflect on what you do enjoy about your job, for example, what you do find stimulating, what feeds you energy, what types of work tasks do you receive positive feedback on? These are the things to maybe think about and then determine how you can build on that. And then also another thing that you could do if you're, let's just say, at that crossroads with your job, maybe think about your top priorities in a job, whether it's money, more time off, flexibility, a better commute, growth opportunities, whatever it is. What do you want most out of your job? So When you're in this stage of life of perhaps manifesting something that really lights you up and fulfills you, my thought is to think about your current reality and list out the positives. That's your blueprint and see how you can get more of that and reinforce it. And while doing that, consider what brings you joy outside of work and see how you can integrate more of that into your life after work hours and see how that goes for a month. It really, I think, does take actual application to see if the experiment gives you real information that you can then use to create an improved reality. Another way of kind of looking at it, and I've thought about this too, it parallels a lot of things like, let's say buying a house. Unless you have an unlimited budget, you're going to have to make certain items a priority and maybe forego other things like You really want a large kitchen, but you don't have the budget for an in-ground pool. The same goes for pursuing a, a dream romantic relationship, let's say, or a job. We don't have unlimited time, just like we don't have unlimited money, most of us anyways. So there is something to say for leaning into what is and what is within reach right now versus trying to go after this thing that you have your heart set on 
but might not be within reach or frankly might not even exist because of this pedestal we've put it on. The dream partner, dream whatever, is a figment of our imaginations. It's a compilation of images and stories and fantasies that we've heard over the years and now we have this representation in our minds. Many of us do. I'm speaking for myself really. And I know this might feel a little cynical um, and that's totally valid if you are taking it that way and this perspective just doesn't resonate with you. That's totally fine. Take what you can from it and leave the rest as always. We're all unique and on different paths. But this outlook for myself actually has an empowering slant to it. To be able to take stock of where life is right now for me, the good, the bad, the ugly, and accept what is. To come face to face with these idealized blind spots that many of us use to evaluate our lives. And then to actively reflect on what decent enough means. And having gratitude for the good and building on the positives that are already in existence. You can see, for instance, okay, well, my boyfriend isn't the best at planning and organizing things, but he is really kind and supportive and communicative. And I'm grateful for those things because those are actually the qualities that I value anyway. Or like another potential scenario, you could say, yeah, there are some aspects of my job that I find a little tedious, but my boss is awesome and I get to enjoy my time outside of work guilt-free. It's a liberating feeling to end our tireless quest for this unrealistic, mythical version of life. We can take back control and we can become more grounded in reality. We're not living in our fantasy worlds, in our minds, but instead living in the actual goodness that already surrounds us and already exists. These are just some of the things that I've been thinking about and just food for thought. Let me know if any of this happens to resonate. You can feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at reasons to be happy the podcast. I'd love to hear your thoughts and your feedback on this. I also sidebar, I want to say thank you so much to the people that added positive reviews to Apple in the past couple weeks. Your reviews mean so, so much to me. So if you're listening and you're enjoying, I would love if you rated me on Spotify and added a review on Apple Podcasts. I'd really, really appreciate it. So I'll end today's episode with my two reasons to be happy. My first reason is candle season. For some reason, I really only light candles in the fall and winter months. I do not use them in spring or summer. They're just so cozy though right now and add so much ambiance to my apartment. It's such a simple thing, but it's one I'm finding adds a lot of joy to my evenings. The second reason I'm happy is all this really good TV that's out right now. So The Watcher on Netflix has been so gripping. If you're into spooky type stuff, definitely recommend. It's really good acting. It was actually filmed in the town next to my hometown, so... There's that piece of it that I'm kind of into, but it's really interesting storyline. And then Love is Blind, also on Netflix, has been really entertaining. I feel like I have so much commentary on the couples and just their dynamics because there's a lot. Maybe I should do a bonus episode on it. There's so much to unpack. Bartise is awful. (laughs) Not a fan of him. I also really wish that some of the girls could be more secure in themselves. Like Zay, I think her name is, Zenib. She's beautiful and smart and has so much going for her, but she puts herself down a lot in front of her fiance 
and is constantly comparing herself to another girl, Colleen. And I just, I want her to just stop that. (laughs) It's really, it's like hard to watch. But anyway, I don't want to get too carried away with Love is Blind drama. I appreciate you listening. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. Until next time, bye.